Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And thank you guys so much. Last week we hit 2,000 views on or 2,000 listens on the podcast, and, and I'm so incredibly grateful. And thank you so much for sharing it, for for listening first of all. And thank you so much for sharing it to your friends. And thank you also for those people that send me in questions and comments, that's actually super helpful when I'm doing these. Because sometimes you, don't, you just don't know of a starting point. And, and then sometimes it takes a little bit to kind of fine tune that starting point. So today's episode is episode 18. And it's entitled, What if you actually wanted to date instead of felt like you had to date? You know, I was playing with this episode and I was playing with different titles over the past few days. I've actually tried to record this a couple times and it just wasn't there yet. And the other two titles I played with were basically what if you stop if you made dating a game instead of a job and basically how to bring more joy back to your life. And I, and I might do another podcast based on those titles, but it'll probably overlap a little bit in this. So I'm in an interesting situation in my life where I really only say yes to a date if I really, really want to go. And some of you guys might think, why? Like, why would you, why would you do that? Well, I received some very powerful counsel. And one time I was going through, I was going through a very hard time. And this, this is a very special experience to me. but. For whatever reason, I feel I'm supposed to share it. So if this is for you, then I hope you listen. I was going through a really challenging experience. And I, I'm not going to share the details of the experience. But it was basically the gist of, okay, do I... Do I date or do I not want to date? Like, there, was, there wasn't really like that many people that I wanted to date. And I had the most beautiful freeing experience one time in, in one of the temples that I go to as often as I can for peace and quiet. And I was told, you're welcome to date, but you don't have to. I can't think of any words that could have been more powerful and more helpful to me at that time in my life. For so many years, I have felt that I've had to date. I I really have. I've looked at it as something to get over with so I can move on to that next stage of my life. There are many things that you cannot have unless you're married. Um, children, you know, I love my nieces and nephews like crazy and I, and I spend tons of time with them because I don't have my own kids. I mean, last, last year I spent six months with them all together and they live far away. It's not like they live down the road. I mean, they live, they live somewhere in the Midwest and I, and I live in Arizona, but there are, there's only, there's certain things that you can't have unless you're married you know, and at least the faith that I, I was raised in and still belong to, it's uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, just so you guys kind of get an idea. 
um, marriage is like, I mean, if you're, if you're not married by the time you're like 21 or 23, people just are like, oh, sorry, buddy. You, you know, maybe, maybe you'll make it happen in the next life. And, and I'm sure some of you guys can even relate to that. Why am I going to put so much? Well, and, and I had for so many years. If you're there thinking, I have to get married, I have to get married, I have to get married, that was me. And for 12 or so years of my single life, I was miserable. I was truly, truly miserable. Every date I went on was more of a job interview. It's like, oh, okay, well, do you meet that box? Do you meet that box? Do you meet that box? I mean, I was that guy. Sometimes you hear about those dating stories. And I'm going to share one just because, I mean, it's been so long ago. Hopefully the person doesn't hold it against me. But they answered one question the wrong way. And this was when I was super young and I didn't realize, hey, like there's, there's a lot of things in life, but I'd made something super important. And ironically, my question didn't even make sense to this girl when she answered it. But we were, we were at dinner. I, st I still remember roughly the time, which is kind of odd because I don't remember that much. But we were there and I basically asked her a question like, was she planning on serving a mission for our church? And she said, no. And then that was the end of our date. <laughs> um, I didn't realize even then that like, she actually did probably plan on doing that later in life with her future husband. But I just found it super funny because now that I look back on the question, it was if she had said yes to the question, then we still wouldn't have date, dated because I wasn't going to wait. I wasn't going to wait until she got back a year and a half from a mission. And how many times do we do stuff like that? Like we put so much weight on on this decision to get married. Now, if you're not familiar with my faith, we don't we don't believe you're just married for this life. We believe you're married for like ever, ever. So talk about sometimes the pressure. And, and not to mention the pressure of just, I, I think each of us, we just have an innate desire to be with somebody. You know, regardless of what faith you are, regardless of almost anything. We just have that natural desire to be with somebody. And, and I think at first, for most people, it's a little bit fun. You know the irony, though? The people that come home from, you're going to hear me reference a mission a lot because it's kind of like a, it's a big, it's a big turning point in a person's life and my faith. And most of my life is based on my faith. So that's, that's why you're hearing so much about this. But mo like people come home and they either don't want to get married right away or they super want to get married right away. Well, the interesting thing that happens is usually the people that don't want to get married right away, they go off, they start having a lot of fun, having the time of their life, and they end up married a lot of times faster than those people that actually do want to get married right off the bat. Now, why is that? Why is it that a person that really, really, really wants to get married, that they don't, and somebody that doesn't want to get married gets married? Well, the reason is marriage is a byproduct. It's, it's a result of other actions. You can't just step into it, even though we try. I mean, I, I thought my life had to be this just 
thing after thing after thing after thing of just doing everything right. Like everything on a certain timeline. Well, it got me into relationships that I probably had no business being in. And, but like we do this and, and the other, the other experience that I want to bring up is there was a girl that we, we met on a particular trip and we were friends, we were just friends of friends. Like, you know, she was from where I'm from and, you know, and so we just happened to meet on this trip and we enjoyed each other's company enough on that vacation that after a while we started, like when we got home, we dated a little bit and it, and it was interesting because there was a night, like it, it, it just wasn't there and it wasn't there for either of us, but there was a night we were about to go, we were going, she wanted to go for a walk and, and then she thought better of it. And instead we stopped in front of her house and we just talked and she's like, you know what? I've done this before where we take a really long walk and we talk about where we're at. And then we have to walk back home. <laughs> so it's like, let's just do this now. And, and what it was, was like, even as we started that little walk, she had her hand in her pockets, which if you're dating, you know, that's a bad thing. Um, and it was fine. Like she just brought up, Hey, it's not there for me. And I'm like, cool. Like it's, it's really not there for me either. But we put ourselves into situations because of a lot of really well-meaning people that say, oh, you should give everybody a chance. As, as we talked about last week, I, I think that's the worst advice you can ever give somebody. I'm not saying that somebody has to be everything that you're looking for. Even when I think about the people that I've connected with the most in my life, I didn't have everything. And nobody is. Even that supermodel or whatever is not going to have everything that you're looking for because that's not how it works they have imperfections they have challenges just like anybody else it's about the all-around package it's about knowing and understanding that you're picking up an all-around package and finding the and finding the all-around package that you like the most We've killed dating. I mean, we have, we have absolutely killed the art of dating. Dating is not a science. It's an art. And you know what? It's supposed to be a lot of fun. But we put so much pressure on ourselves. We put so much pressure on ourselves that it kills the art of dating. I was reading an interesting book last night. So it's called Paved with Good Intentions, and it's by C.S. Lewis, and it's really a book about how, so the same way I believe in a higher power, I believe in a lower power, and, you know, and, and whether you believe in that or not is fine, but let me, let me share with you the way I kind of feel about that. I, I really believe the same way we have a higher power that cares about us and loves us, we have a lower power that seeks our destruction. It confuses us, frustrates us. And all kinds of other stuff. So whatever you want to call that. Another word I call it sometimes is the crazy leprechaun thinking. But I really do look at that. I look at that as the adversary. I look at that as the adversary that really does seek to destroy our lives. And you know what he really does? 
And, and it could like, and like I said, you can even relate this to your own thinking, but he seeks to take all of the fun out of our experiences. It's like we've been placed on this earth and, and heavenly father desires like that we have this incredible life. It's as if he set us at the gates of Disneyland and said, hey, have fun. And then basically said, there's a few things that you can't do yet. But, you know, given time, you can do those things too. He has given us so many incredible and amazing things to do. And then it's almost like he gives us this beautiful glass of lemonade. And then you know, the adversary comes in and he attempts to put in like motor oil or hot sauce or something into our lemonade and kind of spoil the fun. He tries to take the joy out of everything. Especially in the past few weeks, I have been doing so much more relaxing and taking care of myself. And I've been doing far less of things that other people tell me that I have to do. And you know what I've experienced during that time? Some of the most amazing discoveries that I've seen in quite a while. It, it, it is true. The way I see it is Heavenly Father wants us to have this glorious, wonderful, amazing, incredible experience. Or whoever your higher power is for you. We add on so much of our thinking that it pollutes and undermines the quality of that experience. When your thinking settles, you see clearly. As I said before, I've been doing so many more things to just relax and really to connect and get in touch with my, my inner self and the spirit. And, and it has been so incredibly helpful. I don't think when we meet the right person that anyone has to tell us, oh, you should take that person on a date. I mean, have you ever had that experience? It's like, you know, the, the girl of your dreams walks in and, and you have to actually think very hard about, well, let, let's also say she shows interest just, just for the sake of, uh, just for the sake of this, let's say she's also showing interest. Do you have to be told to go date her? Does somebody have to walk up and be like, you know what? You need, you need to do more dating. Why don't you go date her? I'm pretty sure that you don't. So there's a beautiful theme in the nursery rhyme. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Stop going against the current. That's why you're tired. Have you ever tried paddling upstream? I don't think I've tried paddling up a river. I mean, the only thing I can equate it to is kind of swimming in a lake with giant wakes. Like that's, which is kind of, which is kind of really hard too. But when you just let yourself go the way you're guided and directed, you're going to feel good about that. 
the, the night before I got engaged when I was 23, like I, I lay on my floor. I, I lay on my floor the entire night. And, and don't, don't think bad of me for saying this, but it was almost as if I was waiting for, I was waiting for like an execution or something. If that's how you feel when you're going on a date, or, or especially when you're getting engaged, it is not the right thing. Let me say that again. If you feel like you are walking down that corridor to your execution when you're thinking of going on a date, or when you think of you getting engaged, or especially if you think of that the night before you get married, that is a sign. That is an answer. I just didn't know it back then. And to be honest, Heavenly Father let me take that, oh, probably another few weeks after that. So, I mean, I ended up losing $1,000 in the deal, but hey, oh well. And I think he sometimes lets us have those experiences to remember. Hey, you remember that time you were engaged to a girl that you had no interest in, but somehow you thought I wanted you to marry her? Yeah. Th that's what I mean. Like, when, when we look at dating as something we have to do, another step in our journey, it's no fun. I mean, can you imagine, this This got a funny analogy, can you imagine if you went to Disneyland and you had a checklist for every single ride? Or, you know, certain rides that you felt you had to go on, or you had to meet a certain number of rides, I, I don't know, but you guys kind of get where I'm going with this. It would be no fun. And it's almost like Heavenly Father says, hey, here's Disneyland, go have the time of your life. And for some reason, we, we think we have to go to a crappier park. We think we have to go to like, I'm trying to think of a crappier park without offending people. Um, there, there was a broken down roller coaster like on the, co on the uh, side of the Great Salt Lake that I saw pictures of. It's like going to an old abandoned uh, amusement park. You just don't have to do it. It's a terrible idea. And if you make it out alive then you're, you're probably going to stay away from that place again. You know, and since I've had that experience and since I've known, I mean, here, here's another thing. I want to be very cautious on these because I know some people that are involved in these stories are going to sometimes hear these things. And so we'll, we'll just make it a little bit more. Uh, but bottom line, when you kiss somebody, you know if it's there or not. And like one of one of the girls that I kissed, like it wasn't even there. Well, I mean, even the girl that I was engaged to, there was no spark. But she was the first girl that I ever kissed. That that's an entire other story. Don't don't send me comments on that one. But she was the she was the first girl that I ever kissed, so I had nothing to compare it to. And I'd I'd heard people talk about these raving, amazing first kisses, and I was like, what was that? I thought this was supposed to be good. Whereas, you know, the the girl, one of the girls that I met after that, that when we kissed, it was wow, it was pretty amazing. I think that's a sign.
Like Heavenly Father gives us all these ways that we can figure out, but we don't know any different. I mean, especially if you've, ra- if you've been raised fairly naive. I mean, I was, ra- I was raised so naively when a girl said, hey, let's date, no strings attached. I had no idea what that meant. I, I know you're laughing. I- I'm dead serious. I-, I would not say that if, if it had not happened. Not, not only did I say it, I actually put it on my Facebook page. Somebody asked us if we were dating. I was like, yeah, we're dating. No strings attached. <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness. Well, you know, you look back and you laugh at those things. You know, because even that girl, like we had some amazing chemistry, but there were some other things that weren't there. Like, and that's how it's always going to be. There's always going to be some, there's generally, I'm not going to say always. But there's generally going to be something that's not there. And that's okay. This is my barometer. If I connect with somebody on such a deep level, um, if they're who I want to play with, if they're who I want to hang out with, if they're who, like, I just, I feel a spiritual connection, I feel a playful connection, I feel, you know, a physical connection. I'm trying to think of any other connections that kind of come to my mind. Those are all the art of dating. If you can play with somebody that you're with, like absolutely play and have the time of your life. And especially if you feel like time hasn't passed. I mean, one of the ones that I've been the most um, connected with. When one of these guys, he'd say, oh, dude, anytime I'd walk by you guys, you guys were like in your own tiny world. I mean, I, I could have, I mean, that guy probably could have knocked me on the head with a two by four and I still would have just paid attention to this girl. That's what I look for. I look for that type of connection, that type of familiarity. I don't know if there's a one and only for everybody. I, I really don't. And... But I do believe Heavenly Father knows everything and he knows who's going to be best for you. And he's going to lead you to those people. And don't get me wrong, they have their agency as well as we have ours. I mean, I've had, I've had people express interest and I've said, hey, it's not there. And likewise, I've expressed interest and some other people have said it's not there. And that's okay. Like Heavenly Father is just going to continue to lead us to that person. Do you know the other thing, though, that I've seen that I actually, I noticed this last week. I was doing a scripture study and I was actually studying on kind of the art of, kind of the art of prayer and and creation and kind of asking for what we want. And I did notice something. I noticed that that with some things, once I started, especially putting them on paper and creating them, like they started to happen. You know, one of these happened uh, a few years back. I just started kind of drawing up my ideal life and, you know, picturing what my ideal person would look like. And then one of the most amazing people I've ever met was brought into my life two weeks later, or sorry, two months later. And, and I've had that experience a few times. I and mean, that one was probably one of the stronger ones. But, you know, another time I sat down and I just wrote down what I really wanted in a person. Or it, what I what I really wanted in the girl of my dreams, and with it, I think 
that night, I, I may have even met somebody similar. Like it wasn't there, but I met, but we had, a, we had a good time for, you know, a, a few weeks or so. Like it just gets us closer. Now, so many people go into dating, they shoot an arrow in the sky and expect it to hit the, the target. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I think the more dates you go on that you actually want to go on, the more you're going to see what you're looking for. And, and this may sound totally shallow, but I truly believe that you can tell a lot from a picture. And I don't just mean whether the person's attractive. I can tell whether they like to have fun. I can tell what kind of energy they have. I, I can tell a lot from a picture. I know some other people are different, so you've got to figure out for you. But I've gotten to the point these days, if I see a picture and if it doesn't spark an interest in me, I just say no. I'd much rather, well, and, and I've even told people, it's like, hey, if you want to set me up, that's cool. You're welcome to share. You're welcome to connect me. You're welcome to share. Um, but, but I get to see a picture, first of all. And if I say no, you like, you know, you can't be offended. I mean, you can, but I just that that was kind of the rule up front. And I found so much peace in that. Yes, I probably could have gone out with some of those people and we could have had a good connection. I'm not looking for more friends like that. Like, and you aren't either. Like. But when I've gone out with people that I really wanted to go out with, I have a great time. When I don't, I really sit and I wonder, was this really better than sitting home? And, and I mean, seriously, I, I have had that thought. But we go because it's always, oh, no, what if my person was there? And in that case, I think we just have to be guided and directed and understand that, hey, well, even a person I've met recently that's become a good friend of mine, we actually met, we met at this one place and I was just totally checked out for the night because I was exhausted. I'd just been on meetings and stuff and I really didn't talk to her or anyone that night hardly. I just, you know, spoke for a few moments. Well, a couple of weeks later, we met at another party. And it wasn't a big deal. Like maybe we're the ones that make way too much of a big deal of, oh, should I stay? Should I go? I mean, it's like that song from, I think it's the 80s. Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. If I stay, there will be double. Like, will there? How do we know? I, I don't think we do know sometimes. I, I mean, I, I think the more settled we are, the more we can hear, the more we can see. But I don't think we do know. But if you have that question come up to your mind, like if somebody asks you to go on a date with someone and you're like, do I have to? It's probably a sign you should just say no. You know, the, this inner voice and, and the spirit works with us in such a way that if you get a really good feeling, it's a good direction. But a lot of times it's telling us no, no, no. And we're like, no, I have to do this. I have to take this on. I have to date the world. Okay, how's that work so far for you? I mean, yeah, all this great advice of, no, you got to go on more dates. You got to go on more dates. You got to go on more dates. It's so funny. I've talked to some friends recently 
that have been on some different dating sites, including Mutual and Bumble and some of those others. So, like, you know, they, they talk about how there's this effect that as you swipe, the more people you swipe and the more you don't get swipes back, the more you start to swipe. And so they start swiping these people that they're not even attracted to just because they want something. It's almost like, this is actually a really cool analogy that just came to my mind. Those dating apps sometimes, I'm not saying in all cases, but they sometimes feel like a slot machine. So I'm not a gambler, but I know how a slot machine works. You know, it's you keep putting the quarters in, you keep putting the quarters in, you keep putting the quarters in. Well, because you've already put so many quarters in and you don't realize that's a sunk cost, you can't do anything about it. Like, you keep putting quarters in and you're like, I just want something. I'll take anything. And so you keep putting quarters in, you keep putting quarters in, you keep putting quarters in. Well, eventually you run out of the best options that you really like. And you just start swiping anything. And, and even in those cases, if you match with somebody that you're not attracted to and they reach out to you, you can still say no. Desperation makes terrible choices. Many people, when they've been desperate or when they felt desperate, because desperation is, it's just a feeling. It's a thought that comes through us where we think we have to change the situation immediately not understanding that Heavenly Father really does have his guiding hand over your life and whatever's happening in your life is going to get better. But not understanding that all the time we do, we get desperate. And especially, you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently. They talked about the pressure their parents were putting on them. And, and the guy was in, in a very challenging state. He was. He's like, oh my goodness, I, I you know, I'm, just the bottom line is he felt the because of what other people thought of him, he felt the need to move forward faster. Hey, any time in my life that anyone has ever like got under my skin and made me feel desperate, I've made some really stupid choices. And I mean, I've learned from those experiences. I'm grateful for those experiences. But my goodness, actually me feeling desperate a few years back led to... I mean, it led to a panic attack. It led to frustration. It led to just, it led to a three-month rabbit hole that it was only Heavenly Father that pulled me back out. And he's like, hey, you're okay. Get back, get back on your path. Because I thought I was supposed to change careers and I didn't want to because every time that I would show up in this place, I would just feel more and more how I wasn't supposed to be there and how I knew I was supposed to be right here where I am now. Like desperation is, does not lead to anywhere good. So whenever you're feeling desperate, don't make any big decisions. That is the time of day to take excellent care of yourself. Whatever that is for you, you can relax. You can, you can just breathe. You can meditate. Um, you can, like you can do all kinds of things that are so healing and powerful. You know, I mean, some people get massages. Some people take baths. Some people do all kinds of things, and whatever you do for you, do it. I think one of the reasons we get desperate, and this kind of alludes a little bit to the book, The Five Love Languages, we all have certain needs that aren't getting met. There, there's a great book. Actually, there's a Five Love Languages for Singles that I'd actually recommend by Gary Chapman. I've read it. 
and it shares within there like if you're a physical touch person and you don't have that in a relationship you can get massages you can take baths you can like do you can do all kinds of stuff and quality time it gives examples for that and you know words of affirmation you, you can give yourself words of affirmation if you need to and you can even you know other people can give you those when our own needs aren't getting met, we feel desperate. I have learned, I mean, over, over the course of time to do some of that stuff. And it's so important in healing because we really do. Like, we have certain needs as well, depending on what your love languages are. And the cool part about that is you can sit down and you can ask the question, what is it that I need? What is it that I need right now in my life so that I don't feel like I'm desperate to get married or get in a relationship? Oftentimes when I ask for something, it's answered. And the more specific I am, oftentimes the quicker it gets answered. I mean, especially with questions, it's like, hey, what can I do? You know, like one time I was... Uh, I, you know, one day I thought about eating a little healthier, and so I just prayed that I'd eat that I'd eat healthier that day. And throughout the day, I was reminded, "Hey, do you really want to eat that?" Now it happened to also be on a day where we had a, we had a gathering and a few different gatherings that had just all kinds of good food at. So that didn't work very well. But but I was reminded, like he will he will remind you. That inner voice will remind you. It will tell you. What to do and what not to do. And I think one of the most helpful prayers that you can ask is just, am I doing okay? Like, how am I doing? Am I on the path? I remember an experience that I had recently where you know, I, was, I was doing a bit of a visualization at, that and I just picture the Savior coming up and giving me a hug and telling me that I'm, I'm doing so well. And that was so important. Because as I shared, there's a higher power and a lower power. And the more good that I do in the world, or the more the, I, I, I love to, I think we should all be, try to be a force for good in the world. Kind of like that song, For, for Good and Wicked. And, you know, and the more the good that we do, sometimes the, that lower power sticks up his head and he's like, hey, I'm here and I don't appreciate you doing all this good stuff. <laughs> I, I'm laughing now, but some, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's not even laughing about that. But, but Heavenly Father in that inner voice can lead you down the road that is best for you. All you have to do is keep rolling the dice and do the things you want to. Stop agreeing to things that you hate. I'm one of those people that I actually like to know a few things about what is going about uh, before I commit to something. It's like, oh, tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. I'm also one of those people that in the past would overcommit myself. And I've even found recently of you know, just finding different areas that I need to take better care of myself and kind of giving too much of myself and, and giving far more than is expected sometimes. 
And it's interesting because I care about people so much that I would often go out of my way. And so I talked to my mentor, like, on, so I'm writing a book and I'm like 130,000 words in, which is, you know, fairly long, but I'm not done yet. And I talked to my mentor on Thursday, who's, who, who, who just gets me. His name is Michael Neal. And when I was talking to him, I, I just basically shared with him, like, Michael, I, I want to write my book, but other people's needs come up and I feel like I have to take care of those. And the thing I most remember from that conversation is, I can't, I'm writing. And, you know, and he had struggled with some of that stuff in the past as well. And he's like, Joseph, I just had to get, I just had to get to a place where I just had told people like, I can't, I'm writing. And along those lines, when somebody asked to set you up with somebody like that, you truly know that you're not attracted to, and you don't feel like really good about going out with them. You can just say, I can't. You don't have to add the other, this other part, but you can say, I can't. I'm waiting for my person. You can still invite that person to go hang out in groups. Like, you can, you can invite them into your friend groups and things like that if you want to. But you don't have to date people you don't want to date. I know this, this, this counsel sounds really silly. But it's actually based on, well, if you're not feeling good about something, it's telling you not to go that direction. And the more you get in touch and the more you connect with that inner voice, the more you're going to see that. So what if dating really was Disneyland for you? What if it wasn't like, oh, crap, I've got to pick between the rundown roller coaster or the uh, pick your favorite, pick, pick your favorite Disney World ride. Let's let's say Splash Mountain. I've got that's not a hard decision. But sometimes it's like, we don't feel we have a key to Disneyland. We don't feel we can go in there. Hey, you can still go in. You can still go in and have the time of your life. And when you find a person that you, you really want to spend time with in your Disneyland, cool. I, I do. I, I ask people this question of what would make your life Disneyland? You know, and I had this beautiful thought last night. As I was just spending time taking care of myself, relaxing. Of I've heard before of people writing their own obituaries before they died. To kind of think of how you want to be remembered. And I guess, you know, comparing that to this, you know, in, in that last night, I was kind of thinking of, well, you know, of, of, I did this and I did, did all these other cool things and but in the terms of dating, you could even say, well, he had an amazing relationship with his wife. Like they were absolutely crazy about each other. They could, they could hardly keep their hands off each other. And, and they were playmates and they were friends and they helped each other and they talked and they communicated and they went on trips together and they just loved life. You don't have to date if you don't want to date. Let me say that again. You don't have to date if you don't want to date. Why is it that I have to say that? Because so many people say the opposite. So many people say that. My mentor uses this funny analogy. 
which I'm going to totally mess up, but it's kind of the gist of it. He's like, you know, if you find your, if you find that your hand's hurting and you, you keep stabbing your hand, just take the knife out. Like, stop, stop doing things that make you miserable. Because the more things that you do that you enjoy, it might bring that other person in your life. The, the times that I found people that I totally connected with, and, and especially one of the ones I connected the most with, I was just living my life. I was just going to places that I wanted to go, doing things that I wanted to do. That's how it works. But if you're too busy, and another analogy is, if you, you dig this beautiful hole, waiting for the right seed to come to plant it, if you shove a, a fake palm tree in there, a fake plastic palm tree, just so you like, can pretend you're doing something with your life and everybody else gets off your back, hey, they're never going to get off your back. Which, if the same people, when, once you start dating, they'll be like, oh, well, when are you guys getting engaged? Oh, well, when are you guys getting married? Well, when are you guys having kids? Oh, well, when are you guys having grandkids? Oh, well, when are you going to die? That's the only time they're going to leave you alone. So you have a choice. Either be guided by the inner voice and have the most amazing, incredible life that you could possibly begin to imagine including having the person of your dreams in your life. Or you can listen to what everyone else says for the rest of your life, be made miserable, and not have anything in your life that you want. You're never going to please everybody. I, I lived much of my life trying to please everybody. And then I, I adopted a philosophy into my life that if it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And it was by a man named Brigham Young, who was one of our early prophets. And he said, I care about two opinions in the world. What I think of me and what God thinks of me. Me too. Yes, other people's influ uh, opinions do influence me at times. But no, me too. Like, that is what I do. If what I am doing is good enough for my creator and my father, my heavenly father, I'm not going to listen to anyone else. The same way that he gave me that beautiful message many years ago, Joseph, you're welcome to date but you don't have to is the same invitation I give to you. And, and even furthermore, when you settle and when you ask your higher power, your source, the universe, whatever it is to you, or even just your inner voice, what message they have for you, they will have such a glorious and amazing message. Do you know what's funny? Those words are so incredibly simple. But to me, at that time in my life, I could have never received any more profound words from Heavenly Father. 
He knows you. He knows what you go through. He knows what you struggle through. And this podcast is actually, like this specific episode is a great example. It was there. It was almost in the crock pot a couple days ago when I, when I really wanted to record this. But it wasn't ready. The same for you. When you come to a point, even if there's somebody that somebody else wants you to date or even you feel you need to date that person, until it's ready for you, until your crockpot is done and you know your spicy, your, your tiny meatballs or delicious chicken enchilada soup or whatever it is you're cooking in there is done, don't worry about it. Don't have to date people you don't want to date. Most of most of the stories that are like, oh, I went on this terrible date. Really could have started out with that. Like, I, I, and I even ask people sometimes. I ask, I ask one person recently. Actually, I've asked quite a few people this question that you know, especially haven't had some of the most successful marriages. Did you feel good about it? And they're like, no. I actually feel the exact opposite. I mean, I, I, I know a personal, a personal friend where that they, they were actually in, um, in our church, we get married in these temples. And it, they were in that place and the spirit screamed to them, say no, and they didn't. And, and their ex-spouse put them through a lot. Put them through just so many challenging and hard times that could have been avoided. Many of our challenging times are brought on by ourselves. It's like we know what we need to be doing, but we don't, we don't know how, and we also don't know that we can be taught how. But your source, your Heavenly Father, can really teach you all things by that inner voice, by that spirit. It's actually a cool scripture that just says, and by the spirit you can know the truth of all things. Wouldn't you rather know ahead of time before going on a crappy date that it's going to be a crappy date? Wouldn't it be nice if you could have saved yourself from those experiences? I mean, I've heard of experiences even in dating that are pretty bad and and not only bad but sometimes like like especially if you feel an absolute no do not go out with this person don't do it it doesn't matter what faith people are it doesn't matter what they believe there's good people of all faiths and there's some not so good people of all faiths and i've heard experiences from people that have got themselves in really bad situations that knew they should not have been there Trust yourself. Your very life may depend on it. If your inner voice is... If, well, you can kind of think of it in terms of... If you've ever watched the, uh, the cartoon or movie Spider-Man, like there's that spidey sense. Every one of us has it. If something makes your skin crawl, it's saying no. 
And if you feel super good about doing something, it's saying yes. Please, listen to me. Because all I'm telling you to do is listen to that inner voice. And all the rest of this is trying to do is get is, is help you release all of these crazy thoughts that you've had for so long. Because there's so many weird theories about dating. Like, give everybody a chance and all these other ones. Hey, I'm telling you. You start listening to the inner voice and you start only dating the people that you really want to and the people that really the people that really make your heart go pitter patter pitter patter hey if your heart starts speeding up around somebody that you're possibly interested in that's usually a sign that you're interested and if they can actually hear your heart beating then you're probably super interested and if there's nothing there's nothing and it's okay If you get somebody into a relationship just to be into a relationship to see where it goes, you could be missing out on a wonderful opportunity. L listen to that inner voice. As I said before, like the adversary really tries to take the joy out of all of this. If he can make you hate dating, which you cannot believe how many times I've heard that. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, wow. I would, I would be doing incredibly well. What if we stopped hating, da hated dating? The only way that's going to happen is if you start dating people that you enjoy their company. And if there's nobody that you enjoy their company, just do you. I mean, it's been quite a while since anybody's really turned my head. And so I just don't date very much. I just, I just don't date very much. And you know what? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love being able to do me. I love being able to spend time on me. Because as I've shared in the analogy of or looking for the person of your dreams is like looking for a needle in a, a golden needle in a haystack. I'm just focusing on that magnet. The more power, the more energy, the more everything that I give to that magnet. Cool. And at the same time, if somebody does come along, then I'm like, wow, awesome. I, I actually thought of a, a cool analogy. I think every one of us is, we're sort of open to dating. Like, it, it's as if you picture a door. And you can kind of picture the way a door swings, um, preferably like that's against the wall. It can go about 90 degrees. Well, sometimes it's open like one single degree, like enough. If you were in a dark room and there was light coming from the other room, you could barely see a sliver of light. I think that's where it is for like at least that for most people to the point of being so wide open, like anything could get through. And, and my door probably leans more to the effect of just having a little bit of light coming through. And that's okay. Don't let other people make choices for you. This is your life. This is your life. You're the only person that gets to live it. You're the only person that has to live it. And you're the only person that has to live with the results of your life. 
It's like all these well-meaning people come into our lives and give us advice and then leave. They're gone. Not understanding and knowing that if we actually apply their advice, it might be good, it might not. The best advice ever is just to ask that place of the spirit or the inner voice. What should I do right now? Am I in that Am I in that kind of holding pattern where I want to work more on myself? Or am I ready to get out there? And if you're ready to get out there, you can even ask. You can even ask and say, hey, where's a great place to find people? Where's a great place to find somebody that I'm that I might be interested in? And one simple answer to that is you're probably going to find somebody that you're interested in doing a lot of the things that you're doing. You might be out for a hike and find somebody compelling. You might be rock climbing and find someone compelling. You might be playing you know, at an open mic night or something and find somebody compelling. Go do you. And stop worrying about listening to everyone else's advice. And once again, you're welcome to date, but you don't have to. Well, guys, that, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. And just to wrap this up, if you haven't joined us already, we had a great turnout last week for our Happy and Single Zoom call. And you can just find that on, on happynsingle.com. There's a link to the Zoom call along with the schedule. Oftentimes it's 10 a.m. Monday morning, but I've got other appointments and things going on in my life too. And so sometimes I have to change the time and other times I even have to change the day. So just, but at happyendsingle.com, you can always go there and, and find, find the, uh, the current month's schedule. And I'll try to post that each month before the, before the first, cause that's roughly when I find out, um, some of the other calls and things that I have. And then if what I've spoke have, has said is spoken to you, please share this with somebody else. And you're also welcome to share with them about the zoom call. We, we had a great time last week and you know, each time we get on there, we're just going to, we're going to go further and further and delve into this. And you're also welcome to bring your specific questions and say, you know what? I would really love a bit of coaching on this. I'd love to explore this. And, and we actually do that. And also, if you haven't already, if you've made it to this far in the podcast, please click the, click, click that subscribe button on whatever, on, on whichever podcast service you're listening to. So that if you ever want to come back and listen to more of these podcasts, or if you want to share it with somebody else, you can. And once again, you're welcome to reach out with me to me with, with questions or things of that nature on on Instagram, the It's Possible Guy. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And once again, l- listen to that that inner voice and just start having start having fun and dating, and and stop saying yes to things you don't want to. Start saying yes to the things you want to and say no to the things that you don't. And with that, go out and live your adventure. Thank you. Thank you.